understand that conviction is God letting you know that he's aware that something needs to change? Something needs to change. Holy Spirit, continue to move and work. Do not let anyone leave this room, this facility today without recognizing you as their Savior, their Healer, their Redeemer, their Deliverer today in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. If you've got your Bibles, I want to share some, just a short scripture, just a moment with you this morning that what I believe the Lord has laid upon my heart. And it, it's, Brother Wayne, it is so cool how God connects everything. From the music to the song to, to the word given out to everything is connected from altar time. So don't, don't, don't get disconnected. You better stay connected. God's got a word for you today, and he don't want you to miss it. Hebrews chapter 11. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn there, please. Hebrews chapter 11, starting with verse 1. Hebrews 11, starting with verse 1. How many knows that faith is important? Come on, if you know that, shout amen. Faith is important in your relationship with God. Faith is important in your journey with Christ. Faith is very important to your survival. Faith pleases God. Hebrews chapter 1, or chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. One version says that faith is the confidence in what we hope for. Faith is the substance, faith is the confidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. And verse 3 says, By faith we understand. Y'all say understand. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. By faith Abel brought got a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was commended as righteous when God spoke. By faith Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith Abel still speaks even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life. Verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Randy, will you turn me down on this right here? This is very hot. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. That right there I could preach on. That right there I could go on. Because there's, there's people in here that the enemy wants you to get so busy that you don't earnestly seek him. And the Bible tells us if you earnestly seek him that he's going to reward you. Without faith it's impossible to please God. Men, 
Every man in this room, how many wants to please your wife? Happy wife, happy life. Right? You want to please your wife. You, 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 want to, you want to make sure that she gets a smile on her face. When she comes home in the, in the evening or the afternoon, whatever, whether it's cleaning the dishes or the house or just a flower, something to catch her off guard. Maybe it's cooking supper, right? Amen? Well, it's something. And, and, you know, oh, that was washing the clothes. Doing something that's going, oh, something she didn't have to do that you see a smile come on her face and it pleases her. Women, how many want to please your husband? It's, it's fun to see him pleased. It's fun to see him smile. It's like, wow, that was cool. That's, that's, it's fun to please. And God says, you know what? Faith is what pleases me and he's given you a measure. He's given you a measure to grow to please Him. And He's also said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, which means He hasn't left you alone to grow your faith. He's, there's circumstances and there's situations that's going to arise in your life that, that allow you to activate your faith every day. But God's right there with you. God's right there with you, cheering you on. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. Confidence. How many knows confidence is very important? Confidence in yourself, confidence in your ability, confidence in, your, in who God has created you to be, confidence in you. It's important to have confidence in yourself. But it's really important to have confidence in God. Having faith in God. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down that confidence is the main ingredient of faith. Wednesday night, we was talking about faith. And I asked those who were here, how many's ever baked a cake? So I'm going to ask that question. Anybody here ever baked a cake, put a pie together? Okay. Now, generally, unless you've got it drilled in on the inside, you know the ingredients that go into that thing to make it successful. You know the ingredients, but what if you just don't have something, you're just not, not going to put it in? If you don't have the eggs, well, I'm just going to make it without the eggs. Is it going to turn out like it's supposed to? It might fool you by appearance, but once you put it on the inside, it's going to go, <clears throat> that's just not what it's supposed to taste like. Every ingredient is important, right? Every ingredient that goes into that is, in, is important for the success of that cake. Every ingredient of faith is important for the success of your faith. Being confident in yourself. And I am so, I don't, I'm not shocked, I'm not shocked. I just love the way God works at putting things together and speaking his word and saying there's people, there's family here, there's loved ones, my children, and their confidence have been hit and their confidence has been shaken and that means that their faith has been shaken and there's an enemy that's, that, that's tried to rob their, their confidence, tried to take their faith and it's that thing that, which pleases me and they have let, allowed it to happen. They've let it happen. The enemy has shaken homes 
to the foundation, marriages to the foundation and robbed the confidence in that marriage. There's many things that we could use and I could go around the room and each one of us has a testimony of circumstances in which your faith has been shaken or your confidence has been rocked. I can tell you this, this weekend, no matter who played, the team that hit the field had to have a confidence level to play. They had to go into that game knowing and feeling and believing that they were going to win that game. No matter what the score was, they had to have confidence that they were going to win. Hello? You know, we call ourselves children of God. We call ourselves Christians, but we don't show enough confidence in God to bring us out of whatever situation that we're in. Big Mike hit on it this morning with his friend. You know what? It's really not as bad as all that. It's really not as bad as what you make it out to be. It's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. You might have made a mistake. It's not the end of the world. It's going to be okay. Hey, I think you need to look at your neighbor right now and somebody needs to know. Look them in their eye and say, it's going to be okay. You don't understand because everybody in here, and I'm one, you know what, I need to know it's going to be okay. My wife looked at me yesterday coming back from Starkville when I had to take a, a physical. Man, I, did, I was proud of myself in the front part of the physical. I had to go through four, four parts of a physical. I had to do sit-ups and push-ups. For every four part, I had to score 14 points total in all four parts. I had my 14 in the two. I was proud of myself. But I failed the third. We go, wait a minute now. You had to just score 14 points out of all. You do. You had to score 14 points. But you, but you also had to score one point in each section just to continue on. That third one got me. I had to run a mile and a half in 1708 or something like that. And this fat boy ran it in 1738. And they told me to go home. I got in that truck. Amy says, you want to drive? I says, no. We was going down the road. I was like, poor old me. Amy's like, it's going to be okay. It ain't, it ain't all that bad. She's trying her best to encourage me. She's trying her best. Even so much to say, you know what, and I'm going to name some folks, but I'll just name them. She said, I, I bet you that some folks is praying that you wouldn't pass it. I'm going to call Miss Anita right now. But it's okay, right? It's okay. Now look at your neighbor and say it's okay. All right, well, since that didn't go so well, y'all look at me and tell me it's okay. That was a lot better. I like that. 
It's okay, right? See how easy it is to tell somebody else it's okay? Deborah, it's okay. But what's harder is convincing yourself it's okay. See, it's harder. Why is that? Because you're in the middle of it. You're the one that's getting hit. You're the one that's, that, that the enemy is throwing things at. You're the one that he's, he's whispering sweet uh-uh to. He, he's the one that's trying to tell you you're nothing and you're, fa- you're a failure. Let me tell you something. Uh, confidence isn't all about success. Confidence is in failures too. Somebody that fails, it should push them to be more of a success. If you fail at something, it shows you what you need to fix to be a success. Come on now. See, the enemy's a liar. You see, I don't care what team hits the field, they've got to have confidence. It was this past uh, this past week, I believe it was, Tuesday, I went with Randy Price to help him on a job. I just to keep him company, actually, and he was showing me some things, and we put a flat-screen TV up in a doctor's office Somewhere in a little town in Alabama. And Randy was confident in his work. He knew what he was doing. Wiring, knowing how to put it in, knowing how to, he had these little tools you, and you do the wires in. He knew what he was doing. He was confident. Now, if he was giving me that and he was trying to say, the, 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 follow me here now the, the white and the blue go with the H and the red goes with the B and then the, the, the brown one stays with the I'm thinking okay the white and he was just going real he didn't he, man, he knew what he was doing on both ends it has to be connected right or it don't work so I'm still trying to get this about 30 minutes later and then he hooks up this machine and he goes, let's see if this is right. Yep, it's right, look at there, okay. I went, what, what was that all about, what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. It shows everything that we just hooked up. Everything was good. I said, well, you did it, it was gonna be good. If I did it, it'd blow the machine up because, I mean, I wouldn't do it right. What, what am I talking about here? Confidence in what you're doing, right? Confident. Are you confident in your relationship with God? Have you, have you really exercised your faith in God to be confident in God? Some of you are not confident in God because you hadn't exercised your faith enough to be confident in God. You see, the thing about Randy is he's done this long enough where he's confident about his job. He's confident about his performance. Me, I haven't done it, so I'm not confident about it. Are you comparing the two? Have you really loved God, believed God, had faith in God enough to be confident in God? Or are you just starting out and haven't really exercised your faith to be confident? There's another, hey, I'll use another uh, example. Is Brother Wayne. Wonderful job painting here. He caught me with the paintbrush one day and he goes, you know what? Only people that know what they're doing need to do that. I just wanted to help. If they don't know what they're doing, they don't need to pick up one of these right here. <laughs> is that confidence? I think it is. And, and he knows how it's supposed to be done and done right. Some of us think if we got more paint on us than we do on the wall, we're doing a good job. It shows that we're busy. No. Y'all know what I'm talking about? 
You've got to be confident in who you are in Christ. You've got to be enough, you have enough confidence in God to say, you know what, I've seen him working, I've seen him do some things, and I'm confident that he's going to do it again. I've seen him bring me out, and I'm confident that he's going to bring me out again. You know what, I've seen God touch my body and heal me, and even though that I don't feel like I'm well right now, I'm confident that he's going to heal my body. You know what, I've gotten this report, I've gotten this bill, and I know I've gotten myself in this position, but you know what, I'm stopping and I'm confident in asking God to help me get through this, and I'm confident in knowing that he's going to get me through. Confidence in God. Building confidence comes through experience. Like Randy, like Mr. Wayne, like a football team like a baseball team, like a church. Confidence in one another. Building confidence comes through experience, whether it's a failure or whether it's a success. Confidence. You know, the world system is a limited system. That's why God says, I don't want you operating in it. The Bible tells us throughout the scripture, don't, don't, don't conform to the world's way. Does he not say that? He says, don't conform. Don't, don't buy into the world's way. Why? Because the world's way will let you down. The world's way is a failing system. The world's way is never a success. It might seem like it and it's a temporary thing, but it will bankrupt you spiritually, emotionally, and physically. But let me tell you something about God. God's way is the kingdom way. There's no limitations as long as you operate by faith. Faith and confidence in God. You know, faith is the law of the kingdom. So if we're kingdom people, we must completely understand what faith really is in order to be successful in using our faith. Are you following me? Is that too much information? Y'all okay? I need to hear some amens. Now, if you're taking notes, that's fine. And if you're not taking notes, I need you to get your bulletin out with a pen. And if you need a pen, I've got some folks in can get you a pen because I want you to write something down. So get your bulletin out. Get some paper out. If you need a pen, raise your hand. We'll get you one. What I want you to do right there in your, on the bulletin somewhere, I'm not asking you to write a book or a paragraph. Right there, I want you to put down your perspective of faith. What is it? Your perspective, your view, your faith. Just describe it. Just take a moment. I'm going to tell you, when I was studying this, man, I was getting fired up. The Lord was just encouraging me. Because my confidence had taken a hit, like most people. 
confidence takes a hit faith takes a hit you wonder what in the world's going on Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 said a while ago a few minutes ago that I said faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen for by it for by that faith the elders obtained a good testimony now faith is confidence in what we hope for or what we have hope in what do you have hope in? Well, Pastor, I hope you hurry up and finish because my, my stomach's growling. That's what I got hope in right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hope you hurry up and get to the point. We done passed two or three of them. Wake up. Faith is confidence in what we hope for or have hope in. In verse 3, it says this, By faith we understand. I want to stop right there. Verse 3 is very important. By faith we understand. As a pastor and also as a friend, I counsel, if you want to call it that, or I, I listen. I try to give good advice to, to my friends and family of the church or, or, or whoever it might be that has a question in their life that they say, I just don't understand. Has anybody ever asked that question before? Hey, I just don't understand. I don't, under I don't understand why this happened. I don't understand why, why that had to happen. I don't understand. There's a, this verse right here, verse 3, by faith we understand. We understand that the universe was formed at God's command. We can go on to say we understand that I can run through a troop and I can leap over a wall. We understand that by his stripes I am healed. We understand it is by his grace that I've been saved through faith. We understand that it is better to give than receive. We understand that if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and not only forgive us, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness, all of our wickedness. By faith we understand his life wasn't taken, but his life was given. We understand that he was resurrected and we can understand that he's coming again. By faith we understand that he is alive and that he is well and that he is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And what is he doing? He just isn't relaxing. He's interceding on behalf of you. Why? Because he loves you. And he cares for you. Faith is a practice that we need to have in our life as a Christian and it be in use every day. You know, I was talking Wednesday night and I used the expression or the example that, you know, a lot of people have more faith in the chair that you're sitting in and didn't even think about it, that that chair is going to hold you up. You have more faith in that chair, not even thinking about what it's for, but knowing that you're going to sit down and it's going to support you. You have more faith in that chair going to hold you up than you do God holding you up. Why is that? Why is that? Because you haven't activated your faith on a, on a daily, all-the-time basis in God to understand that I'm confident that whatever I'm going to ask, He's going to do. We have more faith when we get in our car that it's going to get us to where we want to go without even thinking about it. 
We, we have faith going down the road at 50, 60 miles an hour that a little yellow line is really going to keep that car on his side of the road. We have faith, but we have no faith in God that he can heal us, deliver us, set us free, restore us. We, have, we put more faith in things that we can see and, and then serving a God, listen now, I'm put it, that we can't see but we can feel. And that he's proven himself time and time again to you. I can look around this room and I can come up to you right now and go, I know, I remember praying for you. I get, I've seen God move in your life. I, I know things God's done in your family and in your marriage and in your children and in your job situation. Do you remember? Sometimes we have to be reminded of God's hand at work in our life. Do you remember? Oh, I remember. You know, that could have been a bad time, but God, God put, we, get, we forget the goodness of God. It was that time that you actually activated your confidence and faith in God that he showed up and showed out, but you forget because the circumstance in your life is bigger than God. At least you've made it bigger. Look at your neighbor and go, he's preaching pretty good. Thank you for that encouragement. I looked it up. Confidence is defined as, listen to this. Confidence is defined as the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something. Confidence is firm trust. Confidence is full trust. Confidence is a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. I watched a video a couple weeks ago I showed Austin, and there was this, this company that's created this pitching machine. And if you've seen a pitching machine, it's, of course, they put the ball, if you go to the batting cages here in town, they put the ball in there, and they'll, you can make it go 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 miles an hour if you want to do that. And you, and you get adjusted. Same thing over, same pitch. It's not human that gets tired, and it's going to hit you in the head. It's got the same pitch, same coming at y'all. There, there was a company in, invented a machine. I forget what it is. And that rascal, that, there was a batter. He was a major league, major league batter. They didn't tell him what the machine was going to do. But this machine pitched up to 178 miles an hour. He just thought it was a regular pitching machine, right? Major League player used to 90 miles an hour, 95 miles an hour, maybe 100 miles an hour. He, he, he got up there, and you could see it on his face. He was confident. Why was he confident? He's already prepared himself for the fastball. He got up there. He took his spot. He had to let them know when they were ready. Now, on this machine, it was pretty cool. Because on the front of the machine that was about to pitch to him actually showed a digital picture winding up and when the pitcher wound up it actually threw the ball the picture so you know the timing of it so this major leaguer stood in that box he's getting ready he's confident he's going to make contact because he's faced pitchers that pitch 90 95 100 miles an hour he's confident you don't see any doubt 
He gets in there, gives the okay, and he just busts out laughing. Blew his mind. Unbelievable. I couldn't even see the ball. It showed it in slow motion, and you still could hardly see the ball. He was like, here comes the ball. And he just starts laughing. Now, many of us will take that as a situation or circumstance. Where I ain't doing that. No way. I have no practice at 178 mile an hour fastball. Thank you very much. He's laughing. He says, and he stands in there. You can see the confidence level boosting up. Okay, now, I see what kind of game you got. Yeah. He stands in there a second time. You can see the confidence boosting up. Man, he gets that bat and he gives it, and he just starts laughing again. He can't get the timing down. He's like, but he didn't give up. He's still standing in there the third time. He, I mean, he is, I mean, he's almost, he's bowled up. He's ready to hit that thing. And, and he tries swinging and he's still real late. And I got to thinking, and I'm going to, I was going to use this today. Isn't it like you? You get in there. Some of us, we see that fastball that the enemy throws at us, and we're out of there. Forget this. Forget that. What if he'd have hit me in my head and killed me? What if he'd have hit me? The player who's confident in his abilities at playing baseball laughed and says, I can do this. I'm going to try this. And smiled the whole time. We'd be scared to death. Hello? You see, the enemy's thrown you fastballs, and some is faster than you can even keep up with. But is your confidence in the enemy or is your confidence in God? Is your confidence in Satan and his ability to bring you down? Or is your confidence in God who can sustain you and has already defeated the enemy? You see, the enemy knows that he's defeated. He's, he's already, he, he knows there's a place for him. But he wants to take as many souls as he can to that place of torment. And all we have to do is be confident in God that his word at the back of the book says, I'm coming for my church. I'm coming back for a bride. Not only a bride, but one that is ready, one that is adorned, one that has prepared herself for me. I'm coming back, and when I come back, there's going to be a party. I'm coming back, and there's going to be, you know what, I'm coming back with your friends and family. They're coming to celebrate too. They're coming on horses. They're coming, and it's going to be a grand day. You see, we can read that and we can get excited about it, but then the enemy wants to put another chapter in the book. Oh, but there's doom and gloom. But it does not change the end that God says, if you're, if, if you're saved, if you believe in me, I'm coming back for you, your family. Being confident doesn't mean that you're always going to win or get what you want. Hello? Hello? I can tell you this. I wasn't going to say really much about it, but my team lost yesterday. It wasn't by very much. It was by because we gave them the game. But anyway, <laughs> gave them a safety, then gave them a field goal, and that's what we lost by. Dead gummit. But I can tell you this my team is not going to fold up and turn in their uniforms and their helmets and go, that was it. 
that was the best team we ever faced. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope, they've got, a, they've got a game coming up this weekend, and if they're not careful, if they're not careful, and they lose focus and they lose confidence, this team coming in will beat them. I can tell you th anything. Listen, any, any team that hits the field has a chance to win. Now, how many knows that? Any, any team that hits the field is going to have a chance to win. I don't care who they are. So why don't you take that mentality and understand you have a chance to win? Huh? You, you have a chance to overcome. As a matter of fact, you're already made more than an overcomer. But see, we just want to live under that. We want to live as an undercomer, not an overcomer. We want to live at that just getting by stage. But that's okay. You still got a chance to win. We want to take the enemy. We want to play with the enemy all the way to the last minute of the game. And that's always dangerous. Because usually if you play with something that's strong, that good, they're, they're going to come back and get you. And all of a sudden you have to throw up what they call a Hail Mary. Right? And what is that? That's just taking a chance. I can tell you something. I'm not taking a chance on God because I have confidence in Him and his, and his abilities, and not only abilities, I have confidence in who God is. You see, he spoke into existence the universe. We don't even see everything that he spoke into existence, but it's there. Did, did y'all know? I love space. I mean, it's so vast, it's huge, it's beautiful. Did you know that, that, that men, man, I don't know what country did, Germany or whoever, they made a... Space thingy. Uh, they made a, a, a probe. I'm not talking about one of them doctor things. I'm talking about one of them things that lands on a... They made a... Not an alien. They didn't make an alien. They made a... A probe, okay. The only thing I can visualize is, is y'all remember when the, when the astronauts landed on the moon? It, was that, it wasn't a rocket. It was shh, and it just sat there. Well, they made similar one of those things, and they landed it on a comet. Yeah. And the comet, get this. If you can imagine, I just told you about a 178-mile-an-hour fastball, but think about this. This comet's going 84 million miles an hour. How do you land anything on anything moving that fast? Huh? What, what's the point? What are you getting to, Pastor? That, that man did something that's like really blowing my mind, and God's going, <laughs> I can do really something that'll blow your mind. You see, you haven't seen what I've created. You really have, you've just seen a spot. You've seen a little bit. Because if you look at God's vast creation, you're nothing but a little speck. But He loves that little speck. He, he sent his son to die for that little speck. You see, the enemy who wants to crush you and, and, just, and, and destroy you was actually in heaven 
And God created him as a, as a beautiful angel. Beautiful. And, God's, and God cast him out. And God loves you more than he loves him. So when you go out of here, don't get in trouble and say, Pastor, we need to talk because I called my wife a speck. And she didn't like it. And don't go to the kitchen table and say, there's a speck right here you didn't get. Okay. I'm just kind of throwing things out there trying to wake y'all up a little bit. I'm going to bring it down to close. Bring it, bringing it down. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. Listen to this. It says, Do not fling away your fearless confidence, for it carries a great and glorious compensation of reward. How important is your confidence? It carries a great reward. Wow. So why does the enemy want to destroy your confidence in yourself and in God? When we stop having confidence in the word, we stop the manifestations we desire from the word. It's important to your faith that this ingredient of confidence not be left out. Our confidence is developed over a period of time. Amen? You know, sometimes I wish I had the confidence of some teenagers. They can do anything unless they think they can. Right? Sometimes we wish we had the confidence of a little bitty baby. You know what? No fear. Them little babies that climb up on things. No, you're going to bust your head. You're going to fall off and hurt something. I don't care. I mean, they're, key. they're going. They're going to climb on things. They're going to reach for things. They're going to reach for things that hurt them. They don't care. They don't know yet. They're going for it. Their confidence level is out there. When are we going to get so confident in God? And I'm going to tell you something. God's not going to harm you. God will help you and he will warn you and say, hey, slow down. But as long as your confidence is in God, God's going to be pleased because faith and confidence go together and God's pleased when you activate your faith, when you activate your confidence in God. Are y'all with me? All right, everybody stand up. Praise God. All right, sit back down. Round two. All right, stand back up. <laughs> Amy, will you come to the keyboard before I get killed? I want to close with this scripture here. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 36. It says this. Therefore, we need steadfast patience and endurance to continue in our confidence. Oh my goodness, there's an ingredient that we don't want to pray for because we've been told many times, don't pray for patience. But yet patience is a beautiful fruit. It's a beautiful thing of God. And if you have confidence in God, He's not going to bring any harm on you just to see you hurt, squirm, and He's going to love you and He's going to bring you through it. I want you to bow your heads and I want you to be praying. Saints, be praying. You may be confessing, you know, 
and saying, you've, you've probably said this, you know, by Jesus' stripes, I am healed. You must continue confessing this and building your confidence in that word that you've spoken. Even when you don't feel good. You see, feelings, bleak circumstances, it might be bad reports, they're indications of whether the word is working or not. You see, the word always works, but we must maintain our confidence in the word to see results. Not results on your own, but confidence in God and His Word. If you say, by His stripes I am healed, be confident in knowing that you are healed. Knowing that you are saved. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for my family here today, my friends. Lord, I ask if there be anybody here that does not know you. Lord, before they leave this room, they will get the confidence to come to the front, to come to me and say, will you pray for me? And there will be a great celebration for one has come home to you. We never want to take lightly our relationship with you. Lord, help us to be confident. Build our confidence, Holy Spirit. Help us to exercise our faith. And Lord, in exercising our faith, we realize that circumstances will come. But our faith and confidence is in you. Lord, thank you for your move today, your presence. I thank you, Lord. We praise you. Hallelujah. With all eyes closed, nobody looking around, if you're here today, and you'd say, you know, Pastor, I just, I need prayer. My life's not where it should be. I just, I would like for it to be that way before I leave. And I, would you just pray with me? If you're here today and you want me to pray with you, I want to pray with you. I desire to pray with you. Would you just slip your hand up? Hallelujah, yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you're if you've lifted